Was it? Under my umbrella. Ella, Ella, hey, hey, hey. Under my umbrella. Ella, Ella, hey, hey. Do you like my singing? If I'm honest with you, I'd rather listen to you do it than that. Oh. If I'm honest with you. Oh, what was wrong with that? It just felt too. It was like so much was going on, yet I couldn't. I just weren't feeling what it was trying to do, which just made me feel happy. It just didn't. It's like, you know, I don't know. It just felt a little bit like, oh, is there a new Toy Story film? Wow, that's harsh. No, I'm just saying it's a bit Randy Newman. There's a bit or is like Randy Newman a bit jazz? Well, he is, yeah, but there's a bit of that. Like, is that made... Who's that? That Who is that? That's a band called Postmodern Jukebox. Ah, okay. All right. Their, their whole shtick is that they do modern Version songs, of. but in a... In a in a 1920s style, 1920s okay. to 1940s. Like Paul 50s. Anker did with the Grand Jury. Then. Mm. Yeah, I remember when Paul Anker released that album when he was doing like loads of Nirvana and Soundgarden and Van Halen. Covers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what everyone kind of, yeah, mm. crucifying his band because he was an absolute <laughs> sod. <laughs> he was a wanker, like. Yeah, th- these guys not so much. They kind of d- they started off as a YouTube thing. I'm gonna try and guess how many big. musicians there were in there just listening to that. Yep, got them. Right, so there was people stacking it in high heels. There were people tap dancing, yes. <laughs> yeah. So I would suggest at least you'd need three of those to get kind of a collective echo, unless there's just shitloads of reverb. Or unless it's just the one dude. Okay, three. Then you got like a clarinet in there. Yep, yeah. You have a bass or a double bass, you have a drums. You, you have, have the double singer. bass there. And How many have I named? Six so far? Uh-huh. Probably a guitar. Seven. I'm going to go with nine, like Slipknot. Okay, so there's two tap dancers, and what they are, they're on a they're on a slightly raised platform, and their microphones put either side of that. Mm. That's how you get that that yeah. reverb feel mm-hmm. for it. Um, you've got a singer. So let's go for three. Singer. Yep. You got piano. All right. Yeah. Okay. Double bass. Yeah. Drums. Yeah. Uh, clarinet. Yeah. Banjo. Ooh, it's one off. It's got eight. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Mm, not bad. Cool. Not That's bad. Nice. Not bad at all. They're like the slipknot of like, you know, <laughs> uh, what, post... What, what are they? What would you say that is, that kind of music? Well, I mean, so, the, uh, the like, that song in particular, you're going for borderline, well, not big band swing, but you're going for, you are going for a full-blown swing. Yeah. Could you imagine if, like, you know, those shows like Family Swap and Wife Swap? Yeah. Can you imagine if you, like, you did them with Slipknot and, like, you just had a whole show where, Mm. like, the clown who literally just has big, two big kettle drums, but, like, you know, disguised as the devil's work, having to go into that band. And then he just, (laughs) he starts, like, having, like, meltdowns because he's like, I just can't keep up with them. I I, I do things too aggressively. No, but this is what I find really interesting. With, like, the way you're explaining it there, like to me, I don't see uh, an issue. I, I, I'm more than happy to be thrown in with a band like that, and then the next day be thrown in a band 
like Slipknot. And yeah. I'm not, I don't sit there and go, oh, there's such a big difference. Oh, there's no way I can get into this music. It's that's no. Yeah, but then this comes from a band also that used to have dead crows in jars and make kids smell them when they were doing signings. What's that got to do with music? It's got a lot to do with attitude and what yeah, but you'd what's rather that, do. But what's, yeah, but in terms of the actual, like for me, I'm just looking at the music. Mm. Uh, I'd like, in terms of what you want to do to put your image out there, absolutely, yeah. There That's are why I say it's a show. It's not necessarily about the music. It's like it's got reality no, TV just, on it. You just said the way he's playing, he, he will have a meltdown because he can't play it properly. Nah, fuck well, it. I, I, play. Yeah, well, I'd like the idea that he'd have some form of a meltdown. Uh, maybe it's the fact that he wants to try and like, oh, can we do this gimmick where I make a kid like smell a crow in a jar? They're like, no, we can't do that. We're playing the Winter Gardens. I don't know. They might do. <laughs> I'm just saying I'd watch it. <laughs> oh, no, I'd watch it. I mean, I'd watch it be- bear in mind that, say, with Postmodern Jukebox, their entire origin is essentially a gimmick, yeah. which w- lots of big bands, that's that's how they start out. You base yourself on a gimmick. Um, so, yeah, I'm pretty sure they'd be up for that kind of stuff. Just doing stupid little things. Yeah. Works out quite well. That'd be fun. God, I should definitely pitch that idea to someone I'm definitely not in contact with. Yeah, no. If if you want a successful band, especially nowadays, gimmick it. Have a gimmick. Have something that will make you. Re- well, no, like this. No, what no, I mean no. by successful, not not well liked by a certain yeah, music no, community. No, no, no. Successful is in earning the money. Yeah. Have a gimmick. Yeah. Hazy Dixie, the whole thing. You ever heard Hazy Dixie? Oh, I've cut out. <laughs> <I'm> sorry, what? <laughs> Born to Die remixes? Has that come out? I don't know. I'd be curious to know if that's come out. Have a look, see if it. No, it didn't. It didn't actually play it. I stopped it. All right, okay. But oh well. <coughs> clearly, clearly the studio thought you were talking to it then. So for any listeners there, James just set off the, the Siri on the uh, on the studio. And apparently I, I wanted know. to listen to the Born to Die remixes. Yep. Uh, you know, <laughs> not now, Siri. <laughs> I'm busy having a drink. But um, in doing so, you cut the mics out. That was something I didn't know it could do. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't. I thought it would just go over the mics instead of cut the mics. Probably like the weakest diluted Stranger Things moment to ever happen, <laughs> where I've just like I've got into technology now. Better watch what I say next time. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. So. Uh, yeah. So. So why why have we played this number? Oh, because I'm like a diehard fan. Like I think they are the greatest band Can in the world. Can you be a diehard fan <laughs> to like that? What are you like? It's me. I can't be a diehard fan of anything. That's what I mean. <laughs> what 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 what. What do you have to be to be a diehard fan? Is it kind of like you follow them on tour? I don't know. We'll ask you about Tool in a little bit and we'll see. You'd be surprised. That w- yeah, but yeah, we'll, we'll get into that. I know. Look at this. Right, okay. Aphex Twin. Oh, yeah. Don't start talking about that. I'll end up being Thank a diehard fan. There you go, yeah. Top 1% in Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not. No, no, no. No I drugs. <laughs> well, not like, not recently. The road, the, yeah, no, but the road to you being... One of his, one of the greatest fans. Oh, I'm right. sure there were drugs involved. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but it seems like it's sort of like going, yeah. Well, ever since your drug addiction days, that's how you came into Apex. No, it wasn't. No, it was just there. It was alongside. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah but it's like going having a cheese platter and then going, oh, 
I've forgotten how much I love pickle. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Like I've just been eating cheese. I've watched. I've been eating too much cheese, and then suddenly because of that, I've be, I've. I've been shown the gateway to pickle and chutneys and how good chutneys and pickles can yeah. be. You know, Aphex Twin is a pickle to... <laughs> ju- drugs. Drugs, <laughs> which are the cheese. cheese. No, I'm just saying, like, I'm not Have saying that you... <laughs> I'm not saying that because of drugs, you are a fan of Aphex no. Twin. I am saying that the two combined made each one stronger. Absolutely. There and Dean. <laughs> cheese and pickle. Uh, Morecambe and Wise, Aphex Twin and <laughs> Acid. <laughs> it all goes together. Sometimes there's just these uh, symbiotic relationships between certain things. Um, yeah. Okay. Yes, we get on with it. What episode is it? Uh, is it 36? Yeah. <laughs> so we've just spent like 10 minutes chatting without pressing record. Yeah. Smooth. Probably would have been worth it, actually. I know. I was just talking about the idea that, like, if Pharrell wore that Yogi Bear kind of hat or whatever it yeah. is he has, like, I want to be there for the gig when it's come out wrong in the wash. <laughs> it's just wonky. Yeah. And it, just, <laughs> it just looks like a um, like a thimble. <laughs> <laughs> it just sat on his head. It's just shrunk. It's just shrunk. He hasn't worn that hat in years. That must have been like a, a yeah. But if he brings it back, like bring it back small, like, <laughs> and then and then suck a helium balloon in, and then just like get everyone to tune up. Because <laughs> I'm happy. Like just oh, he he performed that one. I I'd pay him. a good nineteen ninety nine to see that. <laughs> That's what I'd say. Fuck it. If he d- if he filled out a uh, stadium at yeah. nineteen. Nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, no, he'd make a lot of money. <laughs> just, yeah. just for him to wear a small yeah, version of his iconic have, hat yeah. and sing with helium. But if he doesn't have the hat, I'm walking out. Like, yeah, no, no. Get my refund. Essentially, essentially, you've agreed that you'd pay twenty quid or just under twenty quid yeah. to see him do one song in a small hat whilst on helium. I mean, would you not? Oh, no, I, if I were Actually, him, no, if I were him, I'd be on my phone to the agent right now. <laughs> Just being like, set this shit up. One song, small hat, helium. He yeah, literally do put it. one song out and got everyone in the world to sing it, and then cried on Oprah. So like, that's his next step. Yeah, but he did a lot of like, uh, what's what's the word? Collaborative stuff. Like it was. Yeah, get, he's a producer, isn't he? Like, he, yeah, he, no, he, like, no, but like, get lucky was in terms of his mainstream pop career. Get lucky would be the thing that I think people would. Or actually, no, before think? that, no, I think Blurred Lines actually. Yeah. Which was just before that. He did Blurred Lines, then he did Get Lucky, and then a few years later he brought out Happy. And then before that, NERD, which was actually. But that, that's what I mean. Yeah, and it, like, if you were a fan, you'd know that. But I don't think NERD was massively within the mainstream. Wasn't that, um, this is a spaceship I want to ride. That one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mister, your girl. That was quite big. Do, that seemed do, like that. Do, 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 yeah. Do. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, oh, yeah. I love women. But yeah, of course you do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Good girl. Yep. Anyway. Bang, bang. Uh, we, wha- keep, we keep talking about celebrities being sexist. Corrupt. And, and Crazy, yeah, that, isn't right. it? Whilst they were trying to push the we're idea. Get, we're getting they're... too political again. No, no, it's just that everyone's a little bit hypocritical when it comes to that. If you're going to try and push that and then have a little look at your back catalogue. But then that's the kind of... I've just... Just remember, you know, I, because I said we're getting too political, you know I sent an, an email to 
Mr. Craig McKinley. Is he still about? He is, yeah. He I don't mean that as if he's like dead or anything. I mean, like he's still. He's he's still thing. apparently doing a job. Um, so he didn't respond. Did not respond. No um, shit. Upsetting. I think. How long was the letter again? It's a big email. How how big? Not big enough. I don't know. How many characters? <laughs> didn't count. Well, but I don't know because. No, no, I wouldn't go so far as to count. I'm not that kind of nerd. I, I, Two thousand word essay. My, no, mine is more about the content than. Than was that so yeah so i mean I, I i i know i know what i sent and i know the yeah. pure intention of it but anyway no he hasn't responded to that right but danny sent him an email now whereas i write a very well crafted email that i'm well aware he or his cronies will take one look at and go bin um because i insinuate fact at him um Danny actually does write a very well-crafted argument, and he did respond. Yeah, it's because you're a white man, that's why. No. Yes, it is. No, I, t- <laughs> I, t- I turned around and said, hey, you're really good at fi- like fiddling your numbers and fixing your accounts. Help me do that, please. Yeah. I don't want to jump to that, but what I was saying, it must have been the content that she put in her email that made her go, oh, okay, good point. No, the content she put in her email... Um, was talking uh, about the the uh, Voter Registration Act okay. and questioning why we need to have that and then also talking about, you know, they're taking away our rights to, um, to protest and yeah. questioning why, like, what is actually the basis of it. So he wrote a very, very flowery letter back, though. Mm, okay. Avoiding lots of things. Although something he did clear something up with the you know the voter registration. You have to have ID. Yeah. To vote. Yeah. That's what they're bringing in. Um, and Danny made the kind of point that there are definitely some people that cannot afford to get ID. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, they're going to be bringing in a free voter card. So fr- free voter ID card. Okay. Which would that's uh, that actually clears that up quite nicely. Still doesn't explain why we have to do it when in the last election, how ma- how many cases of voter fraud did we have in the last election? That was quite a bit, wasn't it? Four. Huh? Four. 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 Oh, okay. Four. I uh, just like. Wow. Four. Four. Well done to our government for going. We've got a uh, an uh, election fraud crisis in our country dickheads but anyway yeah so there's that um but the right to protest one is fucking great mm. because he explained what he uh what he believed like uh excessive noise was because that's that's what they're going down they're saying if you're too noisy when you protest you'll get arrested how do you measure that right that's 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 basically what danny asked how are you how how is this a a measurable thing and he said that it's any noise that infringes on your rights to 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 do what you are wanting to do day by day and i, I was like just go up to his ear and go uh, yeah right that's what i mean but she, <laughs> breaking the rules but she had also put in the previous one, our neighbours are really noisy cunts. 
But when it, if we talk to the police about it, they say they can't do anything because it's a civil matter. It's mm. not a police matter. So how is this any different? Because they're making enough noise to stop us having the freedom to live our lives the way we want to. So why is that not the uh, same I thing? I imagine he probably brought something about the collective. Yeah. So it's a collective night when people get together in more than 20 or something. No, no, no. no. He, he literally stated it as that and mm. said that he uh, is he voted for that bill for to to keep something about our democracy. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. That, it's just like, nope, done. Oh, can't be bothered. It's for democracy! Fucking <laughs> Obi-Wan. Shit ass. Don't you be saying nasty things about Obi-Wan Kenobi. I didn't say Kenobi, did I? You can have another Obi-Wan in the universe. No, you can't. There's one. Obi-Wan? Well, then why have Kenobi? Oh, yeah, that's why it's called Obi-Wan. That's right, yeah. There's only one. You can't, yeah, you can have more than one Kenobi. I'm excited for Obi-Wan. Yeah, it looks all right. I, I, I'll, I'll watch it. Again, I just feel like the joy has been taken out. From Mate, you know, I, I get that. But this is if this were an entire season of fan service, I'm there for it. He's my favorite character. I'm, I'm yeah. just, I'm but more then than willing that's to the last. Sit. That's the last push then, isn't it? I hope they don't do any more. Yeah. Yeah. It's the last push. Don't, don't bring him back. What else are you going to do? Yeah. They bring Anakin into it, which is quite clearly obvious. Well, well yeah. They, in the trailer. Like they yeah, no, but I mean, they're pressed all. They've got Hayden Christensen there. They've announced he's in it, all right. that stuff. So then, fucking leave it alone after that. Yeah, no, I'm no more. I agree. I'm really excited for this. I don't want I just, the background origin story of that little shit that sat next to Jabba the Hutt. I don't want that. <laughs> yeah, let's get a series about him, shall we? Salacious B. Crumb. I'd love to know what Salacious he's up to. Salacious B. Crumb. That's his fucking name. I love that. Yeah, it sounds like they call it the Crumbs. Yeah. And it'll be like, you remember dinosaurs? You remember that show? Yes. Yeah. It'd be like that, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And then what, the origin story of that? Oh, it's just it's just tiring. Come up with something new. Start a new saga. I think we should start a new podcast that is a sideline podcast to this one because we clearly have enough listeners on this one. And yeah. all we do is come up with... Now's the time to expand. Yeah, right. How many have we got? Oh, <laughs> 17 checked. listeners? Maybe. Cool. But we... Uh, that we do a podcast that is each week we just come up with a backstory for each non-memorable character from Star Wars yeah. that has ever existed. Can we keep the crumbs? Let's keep the crumbs if we're going to do well, that. Yeah. 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 Definitely the crumbs. I reckon he ended up as Jabba's slave uh, because he, he... fell in love with him. No, no. He he had like the perfect life, like a loving a loving partner, kids big house, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but then he just hit the drugs real hard and he ended up selling his body to Jabba. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's what I was about to say. Yeah, Did, like didn't fall in love. Didn't, yeah, didn't fall in love with Jabba. Yeah. But just just had to had to sell his body. Um, and Just to pay for his kids' like lunches for school. Yeah, but eventually he got so off his tits on drugs he couldn't get unhooked. Yeah. The... He actually sold his kids and and his wife to Jabba, and Jabba ate them. So, <laughs> and that's just driven him crazy, and that's why all he does is that laugh. I could it. just see like Mrs. Crumb, like like going in, like you're never home for the kids, and he just right? smashes a dinner plate against the wall and goes, "I provide for this family." <laughs> yeah, like, right. Oh my god, and then just meltdown. Yep. But then there's got to be a little bit of a story to like why he likes to eat his tail. <laughs> Like, cause there's that sticks in my head every time I think about that. What we haven't seen is behind Jabba. There's this little pot of cocaine, 
and and the tail just dips in it. Yeah, and that, yeah, yeah. that's his little treat. No, Jab- his Jabba little just treat keep, is... keeps the cocaine pot there to keep Salacious B. Crumb on his shoulder the entire time. Yeah. That's that's why. And I reckon Jabba definitely likes an asphyxi wank. Oh, yeah. Because when that choking happens... Oh, the tail. That tail, oh, my God. Happens to me sometimes. Anyway, right. What, your, your tail? My tail... Goes absolutely batty <laughs> if you put your hands around me now. Um, See, this is what I mean. We could we could definitely start a sideline podcast. Yeah. Twenty minute episodes of us just giving each character a backstory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think we do. I think we do. We well. only get one window into the soul, don't we? In the movies, <laughs> we don't yeah. see the days when shit doesn't happen and they've got to like pay bills and I t- do I tell all the you what, regular right? stuff. Listeners, if you want us to do that, do nothing. Don't contact us. Don't react on, on on any of our socials. We will take that as a sign that we should do this. I love that. That's brilliant. That's like going as a political party. We have no votes. Therefore, we'll assume yeah. we've yeah. won. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> yes. No, but what I'm more interested in is to see if anyone goes, don't you fucking do it. Sends us an email or, or writes on our instagram or anything like that just says please don't anyone who does that might need to reflect on their own fucking lives <laughs> like for real though they really do need to reflect that i mean they want to get in contact with us what about chatting shit about what because you're what you because you can't help but hear it like what's your yeah have a think I'll tell you what i was having um breakfast with my aunt and uncle this morning because they've come down to to visit and well, it's not out and um they were talking about the podcast I said I'm going to go do the recording and um, and my uncle nailed it because he went not listen to it but I can't can't imagine you uh, you guys being that intellectual about stuff yeah <laughs> and I was like absolutely oh yeah 100% save that for the doctors leave that for the <laughs> TED talks what do, you, what, what do you mean like if we were we'd be pushing for TED <laughs> but oh my god we. should we apply to do a TED talk about what? I don't know yet, but it would be good. The beauty of hidden narrative and just talk about Star Wars. Maybe. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that won't work. That'd I don't awful. know. They seem to be taking anyone at the moment. <laughs> Have you heard of the air diet? Like, do you know what I mean? And every 20 minutes talk about someone going like, if you just breathe in air, it's the best diet you could ever have. Don't eat. And they'll be like, ooh, there's data, there's graphs. And then there's just like people going, thank you. <laughs> yeah, but then you bring in the variable of the fart. Right, exactly. And that would, not as healthy. Mm. But it is recycling. Oh, yeah, definitely. So there's that, there's a positive to it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think we should do a TED Talk. Yeah. Again, listeners, if you think we should do a TED Talk. Okay, if we talk about recycling, let's just say we're talking about um, flatulence. Right, okay. You should lead the talk. Right. And I'll have a tube from my bum to my mouth <laughs> and I'll just sit there for the whole 20 minutes and not move. <laughs> and you've just got to riff on something. And, I, and the trick is that you don't plan anything. No, okay. Well, sounds like my lessons. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, right. No, but if you at least a start, middle and end. One sec, hang on. For anyone that does partake in any work that I do, um, I do plan everything very well. <laughs> oh, um, you need to put that in there. Don't, just disclaimer. You know, don't want to, don't want to be looking unprofessional here. That's oh all. yeah, no. <laughs> yo, don't want to look unprofessional on this. No. <laughs> yeah, oh my god, <laughs> ah, peak of professionalism. Some some people have jobs, James. That's the thing. And, <laughs> and, and some people want to chat <laughs> on a 
on a platform that allows it. <laughs> like, we call the Illage Vidiots. What kind of fucking professionalism is that? We can't even say Village Idiots. That's true. Exactly. That's true. All right. But anyway, you, let, let's, uh, I mean, you played that tune. Let's get oh, back sorry. to it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so, sometimes so, enjoy uh, chat. So. Yeah, no. We, um, th- on Thursday, my wife, uh, one of her friends, and I took my daughter to her very first gig. And um, we, we gave her kind of the option of a few bands, and she, she really wanted to see Postman Jukebox. So we went to see them because they were at the, the Wintergons. Um, got really awkward because at one point they did a really emotional speech about how, you know, COVID really fucked things up for a lot of artists and all that lot, but also for venues and was like, we need to fight to keep these venues it's open. Funny, I've never heard that. No, 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 I know. But everyone's better. They're like, we've got to fight to keep venues open like this one. And everyone went, oh, because in August, the Putting Gardens closes. Um, have you heard the news? <laughs> I mean, they are American, so they probably have zero inkling of what's Good going night, on Good night, Milton Keynes! Kind of, they... Like, I enjoyed the fact that they clearly had Margate written on cards all over the stage because <laughs> they were like, are you having a good time, Margate? Like that, just looking away to try and work. But I mean, yeah, you get Nobody that. Nobody rocks more than Springfield. <laughs> <laughs> no, they weren't, they weren't that bad with that. But um, no, overall, like Ellie really enjoyed it. That's the main thing. That's the main thing. So we all... Did you give her those cute little headphones? No. No, no. No, she... Um, she did complain about it being just a bit too loud. But again, if the sound guy for that gig's listening, you're a twat. You were awful. Um, it really pissed me off how bad you were to the point where you had audience members going and telling you that the bass was too loud and you couldn't hear the singers because the bass was too fucking loud and you just ignored them because you got a fucking shitty little qualification where some knobhead told you to be a good sound guy, pump up the bass. <laughs> Fuck off. Sorry, that, that just that just happened. That is quite a thing to say to someone who literally just put the bass up on a sound gig. I know it ruined the gig, but <laughs> you went into his fucking life. Yeah, no, because... <laughs> you went into his education because yep. he had the bass up. It's It's more his choice to ignore being told... The bass was way too t- <laughs> at at the halftime point. There was about there's more people facing the back than the there, front. There were about seven or eight people crowded round that bit. Angry, kind of a little bit, and I was just like, I want to join them, but I won't. I'm just gonna sit because I, I was on one of the balconies looking down on it all, just going, mm. <laughs> yeah, you deserve that, you dick. And yeah. it doesn't help because like there were there were there was a bit where the um the bass player on a double bass did a really good solo you couldn't define the different notes mm. but it all just blurred into one and you know when you're watching you're going i know that's not that's not you playing badly yeah i'm watching your fingers move i'm watching you do all of that i know it's there mud. yeah tuneful mode and that's it and fucking sound mcgee dickhead sat there going yeah this is great no uh, yep, there you go. Otherwise enjoyable gig. Yeah, the the band themselves really like the band and the singers were they fantastic. What? They sell it out? No. The no. the the um the balconies weren't full. The 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 main They're optional though, aren't they? Yeah, I, I think they chose to for the balcony. You just choose, don't you, to go up there. Yeah, no, we yeah, we chose to go up there because yeah. we assumed it would be quieter. 
yeah, which would yeah. be good for for my daughter with that. But yeah, yeah, get to see a whole view of the. Well, yeah, because she'd never been to the Gardens either. She'd never mm. been to a gig. She's never had any kind of experience like that. So yeah, but as we walked through the doors, because we turned up just before it started, so it was full of people already. Yeah, like you saw her eyes go really wide, and she's like, "Wow, this is a thing." Big deal. Yeah, we you got. Always remember your first gig. You always remember your first gig. I and and I always the sound. You don't. I can't remember who it Do was. Do you really don't? <laughs> no. I know. Uh, it's more, I know all the gigs I've been to, but whether I can put them in chronological order is the, the difficult point. I remember my first gig was in Folks and Lee's Cliff Hall and I went to see Reef. All right, yeah. And yeah. that was in January twen- uh, 2001. All right. And the one thing I do remember is my dad would always tell me, like, oh, this isn't just like listening to a CD. This will be loud. Yes. This will be actually loud, like surprisingly loud for you because you'll never come across, like, a proper live yeah, yeah, gig. Yeah, And I still remember just being a bit, you know, having a bit of trepidation about walking into the venue and going, what am I going to expect? Because if there's one thing I'll say, I never liked loud noises as a kid. I used to yeah. go around the UK, <laughs> not by myself, <laughs> <laughs> with a knapsack just on doing, my back. Just doing... A- a UK tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At six years old, going, Mum, Dad, I'm off. I'll be back in two weeks. I'm just going to explore the north. Um, but no, we used to go on holiday like around like Yorkshire and all these kind of places. And we, I, we used to be into like steam trains. I used to go up to the railway uh-huh. museum, and sometimes we'd go and see some of these steam engines in the platforms, like all the famous ones, Fly Scotsman, Mallock, you name it, right? But when they set off, they obviously have to. <laughs> Uh, this isn't the technical term, but toot their horn. And uh, it would be so bellowing and loud that me and my brother would like cry our eyes out. Like it was so. I, I, I believe the official term for tooting their horns is tones. They give tones. I only know this because there's a guy on TikTok that is a train spotter and he's he has <laughs> double cap- rainbow he has he has <laughs> captured the hearts of everyone yeah um and he gets i can't his name's francis i can't remember his second name he's not the one with the camera on his head face hell his yeah face. it is yep. yeah he's great yeah and he always says tones so okay. I, I i would assume someone who's that much of an enthusiast would use the correct yeah terminology well the funny thing is, is that ever since i was a kid i used to me and my brother we, we'd cry off fucking eyes out every how time. loud it was because we wouldn't know when the train would set off we weren't we weren't yeah. grasping the concept that this leaves at 201 and you know <laughs> what I mean like and I've got to wait for it to fucking chug so you just stood on the platform just going waiting <laughs> for the horror that is the <laughs> loud bellowing noise I'll always remember it and it happened and <laughs> my parents like right okay let's go home right we used to love trains we're fascinated but when it came to that so so I was a little bit full of trepidation going to the first gig but I always remember the support act with the most evocative name I've ever heard in my life what was it they were called Straw nice fucking Straw Aww, oh they're, they're looking nice. to fucking take the world by storm aren't they ladies and gentlemen please welcome Straw I mean we do have bands like U2 and Coldplay out yeah there. but even then Straw like not even guinea pig, and they and guinea pigs are on top of straw. They are. Yeah, but no, I remember like hearing that, and yeah, so it's a big deal for a, a first gig. So she obviously enjoyed it. Yeah, fun. yeah, yeah, loved it. Yeah, um, yeah, because they they also like you identified that there were tap tap dancers in there. Yes, that were part of the music. So they had that, but they obviously had to give the the dancer a little bit more than just b- 
bit part yeah, within yeah. it. So they did like halfway through each set, they did like a musical interlude thing where a solo. So kind of yeah, but so with the first one, they got her. She was she was dancing and all that lot, but they were doing jazz versions of nineties techno electronica stuff okay which is really good like a fucking i never realized a jazz version of sandstorm was was there i oh, was yeah. i was there for it it was well done yeah um but then was the box they were on uh please one meter by one meter i'd been watching <laughs> them all night going that's no. gonna, that's going to topple over Nah, bigger okay yeah uh you could probably fit about three people on there oh well thank god so there was two of them no, there's only one in in. Uh, oh, one on, 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 well, no, there was only one person at the show. Uh, okay. I'm telling you the the oh, other the one because that, that's what because I can hear the, anyway. Um. So, yeah, and then but then in the second half they did like a Super Mario, a jazz version, like a a big swing jazz version of Super Mario, while she was dressed as Mario and doing all the dance moves. But they it. It was really well choreographed. They did bits where I'm she was, Mario. yeah, she was dancing, and then she, you know, the jump that Mario does, where he punches the <laughs> box, yeah, and you get the coin, and it goes, bling. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She'd be dancing, and then in the break, she'd jump, and you'd get the break, and it was just really well timed and choreographed. So Ellie fucking loved that. Yeah, like cool. all over that stuff. It feels like there's something for everybody. Yeah, which is good. They were they were rude in places. Rude. Yeah. What do you mean? Well, because it's not actually. It's. <laughs> it it's went from tap dancing to William tap dancing. Uh, yes, at one point. What? Yeah, what right. Yes. <laughs> so. What do you mean yes? Wait, let me explain. I am. So, so the like the 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 main the like lead singer guy was very much into crowd interaction, and uh, during the during the encore they did uh, Creep, Radiohead. Mm-hmm. And he was stood right at the front and there were people with their phones, all that lot. And he just grabbed one of the phones and had it as a selfie. And on the line, what the hell am I doing here? The camera just went straight down to his dick <laughs> and then straight back up. Oh, what charisma that is. Yeah, it worked though. But for that, that's, that's, you said, you said, um, uh, Willies. So yes, there, okay. were, there were, there was Willies. I'm involved. pretty sure Tom York didn't like refer to <laughs> when he was writing that going, <laughs> I'm a creep, is my knob. I'm a weirdo, here's my balls. Yeah, but someone that says, I'm a creep. Yeah. Yeah, you'd expect there's some William Balls there somewhere. I don't know, I never expect that when I heard the original, if I'm honest. That's fair enough. But yeah, but there you go. taking it to... We've, we, we had this discussion. We have inter- yes, exactly. We had a discussion we earlier. Music. You can take it whatever way you want and clearly put a camera to your dick while you're singing creep in a jazz style yep. is where he went with it. And he took it there. Yep. And he went, guys, we should do a cover of Creep because if there's one thing I really want to do in the set is to grab someone's phone <laughs> and put it straight up to me knob. The, the biggest disappointment for me was they finished the night with uh, All About That Bass. <sighs> See, that's, that's where, like, that's why it can be a risky thing to do yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. A risky it's it's a popular concept. song i fucking hate that song oh yeah it's so horrible and not not for the fact that i just think it's a bit boring i was bland. working in a school once like just saying no, yeah, no, yeah, yeah 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 no no that's fine and all the kids and the deputy head were singing that 
And I just felt really uncomfortable about like the concept of it. Well, yeah, because it was heralded as like body positivity, but yeah. I always saw it as it was body shaming. It's it's. I think that's the trouble you have when you try and write songs like that because it yeah. actually gives you both. Yeah. Well, yeah. No. The fact there's a specified like outcome to your song, which is about that means it can be taken both yeah. ways. And that's not a cool thing to do. It's very short-sighted. It's more short-sighted for a school to make oh, yeah, it very yeah, yeah. corporative and then right. get everyone's hands waving to going, you should have a big ass, mate. Yeah. No, because I, I remember I got, into a, I got into a bit of trouble at one of my jobs because um, some, someone um, basically called someone skinny as a rake. Okay. Um, and I kind of just went, okay, you do understand that could be seen as insulting. They're like, no, it's not insulting to call someone skinny. It's fact. I was like, all right, so if I called you fat, would you say that that's rude or fact? And they were like, no, that's rude. I was like, but, hmm. Factually, you're overweight. So if you are happy to call someone skinny, someone who is underweight skinny yeah. but you're not happy to see that being called fat mm. if you are overweight as being fact as well yeah. that that to me there's an imbalance there and that's what that song does yeah, yeah, yeah exactly because because again and there's been there's been changes in the years where it's been you know all about size zeros all the way up to being yeah. proud but the problem with it is that i believe that people genuinely can have good intentions if they happen to stumble across that the yep. problem is you need to be a little bit smart about what you fucking say that's literally it. You just need to be a, have some fucking awareness and don't go into stuff thinking, oh, because the, that's what I think. The, the, blah, blah, yeah, blah. The, the main problem I've got with the song is there's a line that says something about skinny people being bad. Yeah. And I'm like, no, like there's body positivity, but then you've, you've actively said someone who isn't that body shape is bad. Yeah. In the same way, if there was a song about being skinny and it said fat people are bad, that's fucking wrong it's as well. Th- it's the same. It's the same structure, and it, it b- both those things have the same disciplines, mm. and that's the problem. You can't just choose one or the other and go one's like more acceptable than the other. That makes no sense. No, because it's the same thing. But overall, you enjoyed the gig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Other other than the final song. Yeah. Mm. No. And the sound guy being a cunt. Yeah. Well, uh, funny enough, it's, it's so interesting because you know sometimes we. We go into this. I say sometimes, all the time. We go into this, not knowing what we're going to do. Apart from the last time when we did. Oh no, I I know thing. exactly where each one's going. I plan it all meticulously in my head. Yeah, I, I don't. I set everything up. I know what you're going to say. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually write everything down that's going to be said yeah. beforehand. Even for the gigs that I haven't been to this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I didn't see Tall. Um, no. Uh, oh I no. D- do you know how I know you saw Tall? Go on. Because my dad. Your dad. Yeah, of course. But ah. Uh, Please allow me because there's oh, go, there, go is, for it. Yeah, no, there no. is something. I, I want to give you the full picture of my experience. Okay, so I have been a big Tool fan since 2002 or three or whatever. Mm-hmm. And when you're young and impressionable, you really fall into the the fandom of what Tool are about. And Tool have a very unique fan base, as everybody sort mm-hmm. of knows. Really, you don't you don't just like Tool. You love Tool. That's the whole thing. And yeah, my, one of my favourite games to play at gigs is if there's a group of Tool fans there, when they're talking about Tool, you just walk in and go, who? 
Yeah, exactly. No, but that's the thing. So, Tool had this thing, like, that had this massive impression on me during, like, 2003 onwards. And now that I'm just a little bit older, I don't, I don't fall... It's not that I don't fall for the fandom, but I'm very aware of the traits of what it is to be a fan of them. And they took ages. After 10,000 days in 2005, I think it was, they hadn't put an album out since... Well, it's been nearly 15, 18, however long it is, 18 years. Now, this gig I saw on Monday was actually postponed because it was supposed to be two years ago, but obviously we had COVID. So I went after school, and I'll be honest with you, mentally, I really wasn't up for it. I I was just like, yeah, it'll be fun. Um, There's definitely more people that were excited about this gig than I was. Oh yeah, no, like, I, yeah, I've had that. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like, definitely. I know it's going to be good, but I'm not there going. Ooh, I can't believe my nerds in the country. Like, yeah, you know, loving all that. So we get up there, and uh, I'm in the car with my dad and his mate, Sai. You know, really good guy. And I start talking about Torn, and they ask me like, Are "You excited for the gig?" I was like, "Yeah, I, I am. I think it's going to be good." I was like, "I'm going to be really interested to see the Tool fan base again, almost as much as the band." Because they're quite a unique bunch of yeah, dudes. Yeah. And I was like, I said, I said, Tool are good. I was like, but the fact that they have this Jesus complex, like within their own fan base is something else. And <laughs> my dad and side just went a bit, a bit quiet because they were a little bit like, well, yeah, yeah, there is something godlike about them, isn't there? I was like, no, that wasn't my point. No, there they, love they love them. No, fair, no, fair fair play, yeah, they love them. Fair play. They love them. And it got to a point where even I think Sai brought up like they'd been following their set lists. So there's a okay. Uh, hear me, hear me out. Hear me out. So there's a song called Lateralis. Okay, right. you ever heard the track? Probably. Okay, so the the thing that made that song famous was the fact that the timings were like that of the Fibonacci sequence. So one, two, three, five, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. And all the vocal lines that he sings are in syllables of the Fibonacci sequence. Okay. Like, mind-blowing. That's like, a really know, clever way of doing it. It's a yeah, clever yeah, way of doing yeah, it, yeah. but it's also, there's a little bit of fart with that. Do you know what I mean? There's a little bit of like, 100%, smell yeah. my anus. It's pretty good. And it, w- it will be the, like, you enjoy it for the appreciation of how it was crafted. Right. Almost more than the actual, the, the end product. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the end product is just as good, but the fact it's known for that means that it's almost encouraged Tool fans to think very meticulously about the band and how they go about yeah, their yeah. stuff. So they were looking at set lists from like the past month and they started to try and find patterns in their set list to see what songs would be played tonight. So they would look and they'd go, yeah, no, no, I know, I know. It's it's enjoyable to watch though. It's funny. It's enjoying themselves. Exactly. And they love it. I can't be angry. wrong with that, is there? It's it's lovely. It's really sweet. I would never do it, but it's sweet. (laughs) No, no, fair enough. But it was the fact they go like, so they played, it's like, it was almost like, so they played Tempest in Dublin, they missed it out, and then they played uh, Right in Two, which means that tonight they're going to play Lateralis. It was that methodical. And they were trying to guess the set list on the way up. It was like watching kids. It was really quite sweet. Fair enough. So anyway, we pull into the O2. Haven't been there in years, by the way. I haven't been there since, and I think I'm right in this. I haven't been there since I saw Coldplay on the Viva La Vida tour. Yes, that long ago. Can we revisit that statement at some point, please? Oh, of course. Don't Thank worry. You. you can take the piss. No, no, but no. I just, I just want to. I just want to. I have questions. That's all. Well, I, okay. I did enjoy that album. Okay, no, that's fair. No, but talk no, no, about okay. Tool. Okay, talk about Tool. I, I don't so, want to talk about Coldplay no, now. No, I don't either. <laughs> Fuck that. Right. So, when did you last go to the O2? Uh that was to go and see Flight of the Concords. Oh, so f- that 
No, 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 no. They, 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 they did the, the reunion tour, and then it got, it got pus- It was before COVID. I think it was twenty, either twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen. Okay, okay. So, is there something like an industrial works, like just in Nearby. the car park area? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Here's one thing that shit me up a little bit. So we pull in, like my dad's very confident that he's paid the. Um, the parking yeah. for the O2, which costs an extortionate amount. Fucking does. Yeah. He thought he paid it on his credit card. Turns out he didn't. So we were stood stood there. Oh, shit. Like, oh, my God, what are we going to do? She let us through. But during it, the factory, I thought, and I think everybody else thought, they heard gunshots. Right. Because you heard this like... Right. And it got me a bit nervous because I was looking at the stewards going, well, if they've been here and they've done this gig before... Yeah. Then it's like, but then they started looking around a little bit nervously. Yeah. yeah. So I did, and I thought, oh no, this oh, is different. This is a bit different. I started looking around. You know that bit? Have you ever seen Sicario? No. All right. So there's a bit in Sicario, if you've ever seen it, where they're waiting on the Mexican border to get into America, and they're trying to stop some uh, drug lords smuggling drugs through, but they've got loads of guns, and there's this really tense scene where all the cars are packed together, and everyone's just looking around really nervously. I was looking behind me. I was going, right, where's that coming from? Uh, thinking about where am I going to run to next, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, it turns out it was the factory. <laughs> oh, okay. But anyway, we get in and everyone is wearing band t-shirts. Do you know what I was wearing? I was wearing a wrestling t-shirt. And I wore... Yeah, yeah. yeah I no. Say that's a bad but it was thing. a rocky wrestling t-shirt. Yeah. It was, it, there was luchadors and their whole thing was that they had grave stones and they were doing all this mad shit. Yeah, so it looked yeah, like yeah, a rock no, show. It, it would work. It would work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I said, um, I said one of the things I wanted to look out for was looking at people's t-shirts. Right. Because sometimes people go out to gigs, especially if you've got tall fans, they'll go out and they'll try and wear their best shirt that grabs the eye. Oh, they saw them in 2001. Or, hey, yeah. that's the Maynard sign shirt. He only released 500 of that year or whatever. And I just said... Why would you wear that? Yeah. Why would you wear that? I don't know. Well, keep keep fucking hold of it. Keep it clean. Mate, you'd be surprised, honestly. So anyway, my dad's part of the Unconscious Collective, which is basically the tall fan group. So he had the shirt, which is a symbol on the tip, which is like almost like a half a star of David. It's really interesting design. Um, and my dad, oh, bless. I felt really hot. No, no, there's no correlation. No, 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 yeah, no. So he was wearing it and it, and bless him, he wore it and he was almost in his head sort of going like, I wonder how many people have got this shirt. He said, I haven't seen one yet. I said, yeah, I saw one walking into the bar. I broke his heart. It was terrible. You know what I'd do? Well, that's, I, I, I've never thought of this, but now when I go to gigs, I'm going to actively plan this. If I was going to a tall gig, I would wear one of two shirts. Yeah. The first one would be a plain white tee where I've just used a Sharpie to write tall on. That would get just, respect. Yeah. Or, like, a tall station top. <laughs> Some Cat. T- <laughs> just wear the, the fucking, what is it, the uh, industrial... No, 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 you know, the, 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 the shop tool station. Oh, right, okay. I yeah, wear yeah. One, one of their uniform tops. Yeah, that's a good so, idea. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Where, if someone's like, what the fuck are you doing? I'll be like, tall. Yeah. Or just a cock. <laughs> That'd be a good one. Uh-huh. Well, no, it's tall, isn't it? But anyway, so we get out, and I was saying to Sai, I said... Like, I'm wearing a wrestling shirt. So I was like, guarantee, like, no one knows what the fuck this is going to be. Or, you know, just whatever. Just because everyone's wearing their shirts. I walked through, and I've forgotten how done up it is out that area. There's, like, a Star Trek-style cafe, like, in a yellow bubble, like, just outside it. And it's all, like, oh, yeah. really done yeah, up. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. 
like trying to do like street food and stuff like that. It's really just like decorated up. It's that's, like that's because everyone realised it's really fucking expensive. Just in when you go, you know, the little avenue bit. Yeah, yeah, where yeah. All the, yeah they're fucking. Well, that's the thing. Mental. So the funny thing is, as well, is that I thought, oh, no one's going to see this wrestling show. The moment I get into that little square before you go in, yep. someone chants a dub like that, and they've got another like, AW's the wrestling company. Okay. Sorry. So I was like, oh my god, and he's got an Adam Cole wrestler shirt. Like, oh, okay, that's the first recognition. I got recognised about three times. So can we just? I would just want to make sure I've got this right. You went to the O2 to see Tall, yeah, with an expectation to just wear basically it. judge it's the, the, honestly the, the Tall nerds, yeah, and event, and it turned out that you just fans. became a wrestling nerd there instead. Oh yeah, because I oh, oh de- definitely. <laughs> I, listen, if I'm going to talk about the Tall fans, don't worry, I'm a nerd for different things. Oh yeah, so no, I no, know oh, it's not that. It's just the more useful hypocrisy. Just, oh, it's it's really good. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we walk in to the O2. Uh, there's guard, there's like you know stewards at the front who really didn't do anything. They just looked at us. Fair play. My dad goes and gets a shirt. We go into the slug and lettuce, which is just on the outside. Get a couple of pints of Guinness. Yep. Whatever. Start enjoying it. Anyway, so I go into the venue, and they have a support act on, uh, and I don't know what they call it. They call something like bra. I don't want to say brassed off like the movie, but they were like a brass band. You sure it wasn't straw? <laughs> if it was, I would. There would have been a tear in my eye. <laughs> I'll be like, lost oh my God, they're back. No, they're oh, back. I've for you guys for so fucking long. <laughs> They've actually back on popular demand. Um, <laughs> but we sat there, and one thing I noticed is that all the uh, standing area was seated, which I haven't had for... Um, which suggested already it was going to be a very visual show. Like, it yeah, felt yeah. like it was just the idea that you, you sit there and you appreciate. Yeah. Um, beer's super expensive, by the way. Yes. Um, oh, my... God, like, won't be doing that again in a hurry. Um, but we went in there, and uh, I thought, I, I, there was two people who sat next to me, and we were about like eleven rows from the front. And uh, there was these two guys, and they seemed like really nice guys. I was getting really like chatty with them because I had a few beers, you know what I'm like. And yeah. I just go like, and I was just like, yeah, you know, I've seen the tools since uh, 2005 in Brixton Academy, blah blah blah, doing all that kind of stuff. And then I think I said something like, oh, I just tool fans crack me up. Like, I just said that to them. I was like, yeah, right. tool fans crack me up because there's like, I don't know, like, there's just this real sort of, <laughs> they carry this ethereal nature where I'm just like, oh, oh please yeah. tell me they took that to offense. Well, they didn't take it to offense, but they did that kind of, I, I knew how they felt when I said that. Yeah. That kind of thing. Although we did have a laugh because the guy in front of us, um, and this is what really cracked me up more than anything else. There was a guy in front of us who was shaved, like bald head, proper tats, studs, the whole thing. And in the back of his head, he had 666 tattooed on the back of his head. And I was just joking with him, going like, because this guy just went, it's a bit heavy, isn't it? Like that, like, fucking, it's all good. You want to just go and bring that on? I was like, I said, don't worry, that's not the number of the devil, that's his seat number. Because <laughs> if you have a look at your ticket, it says 667. <laughs> Having a laugh and whatever. Yeah. There was just something funny about someone who's genuinely like a, <laughs> a little angel of the devil just sitting there politely. Yeah, no, I mean, it's I, you get that at certain <laughs> gigs and it's quite fun. I'll tell you what, right, I, you know I mentioned the Flight of the Concourse gig. Okay. Mm. Talking about a toxic fan base, like at a gig, right? What? It was, that's the the worst gig I've been to in terms of, 
the fans treating the artists poorly. Mm. Like, Flight of Concords were great. They they did their show. And throughout, it was nice. But because it was like a reunion show, because they, they hadn't done gigs in like 10 years, right. there was this... They, they wanted to put some new stuff out there. And yeah. there was no time for that from a lot of the audience. Bear in mind, we're at the O2 at this point for it. So... Uh, a lot of the audience is a lot of people. It's not like it's a small comedy venue or something like that. Mm-hmm. And do you do you know any Flight the Concord stuff? Yeah, yeah. So do you remember the... Yeah, they did that. Do you remember Jenny? The track yes. Jenny? Yes, yeah, okay? yeah, So that was one that they did right at the start of their career. And they have openly said they binned it off yeah. quite quickly. Yeah, like Radiohead did with Creep, funnily enough. Oh, that's it. And... Um, it got to the encore, and the audience were like, "Play Jenny, play Jenny," and th- they literally went, "No, we mm. can't do this." They got booed for not. They got booed for saying they're not doing a song that they didn't know anymore. Mm. And I was like, I was sat there going, "What the fuck is this about?" To the point where they went, "Okay, we'll give it a go," yeah. and they tried doing it. They got about a third of the way through and stopped before one of them just went, "No, we don't fucking know it." Leave us alone yeah, with it, yeah, yeah. and I was like, "That's such a a shit thing to yeah, do to the fucked. artist." That's genuinely fucked. Well, let me tell you this: Tool fans, um, as much as they sort of like you know like to probably spend most of their time on Elder Scrolls and you know <laughs> genuinely listen to Fibonacci style kind of timings and think that it's the greatest thing ever. Fair enough, your your bag. Very respectful crowd. But then, Good. what was really interesting is they all sat down, and there was a point when the pot came on. And then I think everybody stood up. And then I was like, oh, okay, this is decent. I have to say, I was just going to go into it just to enjoy it. I found myself absolutely, like, under the spell. It, w- it was That's pretty good. special. You, you want that from a show, don't you? Yeah, you want exactly. to get caught up in it all. Yeah, because I, I, I've seen Tool three times. I know what to expect. But with that, they had this really interesting kind of, like, thrust cur- light curtain. Right. Which just surrounded itself around the front of the stage. And it was projecting images onto that. So they were sat behind the images that were being projected. Yeah, yeah. And then eventually it just parted. And then they started to move around like after the fifth or sixth song. One thing I was super impressed with, the sound was absolutely astonishing. Like really, really good. It, I'm not talking about like just the music they play. Because they, they play well anyway. They're no, but the actual sound design within right. the arena. The, and the control of the instruments. Like Danny Carey on the drums... The way they're sort of tuned and how he pulls back and just the feel he has is insane. Bass player Justin Charles, a lot of like control on the distortion, just giving that texture. Um, yeah, guitarist, unbelievable. Funny enough, guitarist who also designed the Dilophosaurus for Jurassic Park. Okay. Really interesting. That he's means. actually he's actually a, a he makes prop models. Nice. Um, so he made that. Um, yeah, really really good gig. Really interesting. And they did one thing which was quite interesting. They said they they banned mobile phones. Oh, like okay. being to apart from one song, which Maynard had announced. He said, I can feel your phones are burning in your pockets. You can go and film this one. And I almost wish he hadn't done that. I respect it so much. At least he's true to his work because he always sings about the idea of being consumed by the television. Where are yeah. monkeys? Blah, 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 and all that. And it's like, it's kind of good that he preaches the shit. Yeah, he actually sticks by the shit he preaches. Yeah, but he know he knows his audience well enough to know that they Absolutely. would jump at the chance to be able to film it, film it, 
That's so. anyone though, and it, it was no, sad. I know, like, but it's but like so we've spoken about like I don't get that super fan feel for anyone or anything. No, but I see it with so many other people. Like if I, if I were to become horrendously famous for being a grumpy asshole or whatever like that, I think one thing that I would always be more than willing to do is say pictures and i hate pictures of me being taken but it's one of those ones where i've seen enough times people get so excited about the idea of an autograph or a picture or something like that it's not for me in any way i i i i could not give two shits like hans and could walk in right now we'd have a nice conversation at no point would i be like can i really can i get a picture same that's that's not my thing but i've seen so many people where it is their thing that i I think it's nice for the artist to respect that side of it for for the fans. Oh, I think that's I think they go above and beyond, if anything. Yeah. Doing that. If yeah. they accept that, I think that's going above and beyond because I think actually that whole behaviour at gigs now, and yes, it is a change of the times, I understand that. It's very narcoleptic. Mm. It's very much just narcoleptic? Yeah, it's just almost like you're just staring at a screen, you're almost asleep to the idea oh, at the okay. moment. That's what I meant. I was being, I'm not literally narcoleptic, like no, we just falling asleep. I was just trying to work out what, what you meant by it. That's no, but the idea that you're just under this kind of like, you know, you're staring at a screen or you're, you're literally just falling asleep in the moment. Yeah, no. But rather than soaking it in. And I just felt. No, but that's, that's why going, like, the way it's being done there is perfect. Because yeah. for almost all of the gig, that will not be the feel. And you've essentially gone, this is the song you can do that in. Yeah. Go nuts, and and with that, you aren't then, like you said, falling asleep behind the t- a, a TV screen for it, yeah. because you're then in the moment of going, oh my god, this is my chance. This is the only chance I've got. Yeah. Do it. So it, that works brilliantly. It does, and I, I can see why they did it. But there was something. I, I guess it was a personal thing. The moment that happened, I was just like, I I, I had no. And I know everyone's different, but I just had no desire. I almost got a little bit like, oh, I wish people just didn't. You yeah, know? no, no. I mean, I because it was going. It is like it's superb. Without it was the nicest experience to actually not have phones no. in front. It was just like everyone was just in the moment. It was absolutely like it was wonderful. In fact, they did play a song, and I'll tell you to listen: "Ticks and Leeches," which they haven't done in bloody years. And this was a point where Simon was stood next to me and just went, "Yeah, you know that stuff I'll say about the set list." Yeah, fuck that. It's, it, I, I got it wrong. I was I was going to ask how yeah. wh- how much did they get right? Yeah, they it? didn't get any of it right. <laughs> they got none of it right, which is a beautiful thing as well because yeah. again, it keeps the fan base thinking. Like, because yeah, yeah. you know that that is the mindset of a tall fan. They will look for mathematical patterns in their behaviour on tour. Yeah, and it's like no, like ticks and leeches haven't heard in years. And because Maynard, he, if you listen to ticks and leeches, he screams like, un. It's just godly. It's just insane power. Yeah. But he had to get a megaphone out for it to get this distortion, nice. which is fair. But it works. Yeah. But it's the best drumming track. I honestly, we'll yeah, play yeah, it afterwards. But it's 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 a fucking beautiful drum track. And that is when I heard that, and that's when I became a little bit tall fanny. Yeah, no, no, but that, I went, that's, again, you're getting caught up in the moment. Yeah, exactly. There's nothing wrong with getting yeah, caught yeah. up in the moment. It's. It's join nice. me, bro. Yeah, I it's a join me, bro I, I, moment. I had one of those moments. <laughs> Did you say join me, bro? No, someone? I didn't say join me, bro. But I honestly, it it, it felt like, um, I don't know, something like where you'd win £100 on a lottery ticket. I was just like, oh, I can't believe this. <laughs> oh, this happened. I'm actually doing it. Yeah, like that. That. See, no, I, I mean. And I, people, because I said, I said, um, 
I saw them in 2002 in the Ozfest, and when they did Lateralis, they played Ticks and Leeches properly. And it's been known in Tool that they don't play that song because of how much it requires from each band yeah. member. So I said that to the guys to the right of me, you know, bloke in seat 667. And I said, I said, like, I saw them once do Ticks and Leeches. And I remember when that drum beat came in, because it starts off with a drum beat. They were like all shaking my shoulder. Like I had people coming around just shaking my shoulders, going like it's happening. It's happening. Yeah. And it felt like, oh my God, like this is this is nice. It's pleasant. See, but it's it's that's that's always a great feeling with especially with like your favorite your favorite song. Yeah. Or one of your favorite songs. Like it's it's always something I've thought you can judge how wanky a person's taste in their band's music is. Yeah. If when you go and see them live, they don't play your favorite song. Right. Then you're like, yeah, you've got, you've either got a really good taste, like sense and taste of their music, yeah. or a really wanky one. Where, where, like, so I'm trying to think. Um, so you know, I said I went to go see Disturb. Yes. A few months ago. Yeah. Yeah, I was sat there going, I really fucking hope they play my favorite. They come on, they can do it. They can do it. They can do it. And when it kicked in, like, it's just, it's literally just a synth line on its own. Yeah. And. I was so happy because the entire crowd went mental at that moment. And I was like, good, I'm on board with this. This is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, whereas I went to see Woodkid back in November. Mm. And I would say in terms of, um, ah, it's hard to explain, say like gigging artists, he's, he's my favorite. Mm. Like he was someone from day one. I was like, I want to see him live at some point. And he does really limited tours and things like that. He barely comes to the UK. So we jumped to the chance to go. Did not play my favorite song. Mm. Was not disappointed because it was a fucking great gig. Yeah. But it was afterwards, Danny and I went to a friend's house and she knows all about Woodkid. And she literally said, oh, did he play that that song? Because my brother was like, no. And we kind of collectively were like, it's a shame because it would have been really fucking good. But so, you know, at certain gigs, you get yeah. that moment of, oh, my God, this is but it's only because of that one track or one or two tracks that yeah. get you really get you hyped and pumped. Yeah. The whole gig itself. Fantastic. I, f I find it so funny. You mentioned that because like, obviously, like I said, I was just thinking about like tool fans or whatever and how easy it is probably just to piss them off, but also how much they just love the band. Like it's a nice thing. Yeah. It's a proper nerdism. Yeah. Fun. No, it's good um, to have that. But like, like I said, like, it's it's a proper love for the band. Yeah. Whereas with Flight of the Concords, yeah, it wasn't. They, these were the people that were booing were people that said they were massive fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're clearly not if you're not appreciating the artist. But you know when you get like a there's like a, sometimes there are some bands. Not all bands have this. I think it's a very unique number of bands that have a culture within their fan base that is yeah. very unique. Like I think the closest thing to tall fan base in terms of like ah oh, this is like you know. You know, Jesus has come down to say a few words, kind of level yeah. of appreciation. Is Craftwork? Craftwork oh, okay. have exactly the same style of fan base. There are people who, I mean, I can't describe their fan base, but you just know that there are people who just go, "I will see Craftwork on tour five or six times." See, I'd I'd say Kiss have something similar. Yeah, 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 yeah. They do, but then Kiss is almost like it's, it's. I don't know. It, I, I say Kiss definitely does have it, but it's almost for... Well, actually, no, I've never seen it. I can't say anything about it. But I think that there's something about 
the idea there's a uniqueness about the fan base. I mean, Kiss definitely yeah. because they got the face paint and all that, but it feels oh, a little yeah, bit yeah. like... No, 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 I get, I get it. Ghost have a very similar thing as well at the moment. Like, they all want to dress up as the Cardinal, like the lead singer in Ghost. Yeah. There's a very similar kind of style to it, but... I've heard Brown Wood do as well, so... Yeah, Brown Wood. Yeah, yeah well, you got to listen to their uh, third track, Splinter. It's a yeah. fucking beautiful, beautiful number. Um... <laughs> But I was going to say, like, do you ever feel like sometimes when you go to gigs, I felt this at the tour gig where I was like, there's a chance I'm going to be talking to some random people tonight. I, ne- I never, ever, okay. ever get that feeling. All right. Okay. Well, with tour fans, it feels <laughs> like because they have, I mean, their their whole fan base is called the Unconscious Collective, but they're actually conscious, you know, so have yeah. a word with yourself in renaming that one. But the fact is, is that, it feels like a community. There's that kind of idea that you're part of it. If you're seeing Tool, you must love Tool. That's why you're here. Okay. It feels like you can't be someone who just like listens to Tool on and off. It feels but like you're just is, 100% is that, is that not a, a Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Well, here's the thing. I think what happens is when you go to those kind of gigs where they have that sort of real love and fan base, it's the same thing. You know when you have like a party and then... You've done all the drugs <laughs> and you've done all the drinks. How are we back at drugs? Uh, Why are we back at drugs? Because quite funnily enough, I was thinking during that tool gig, if I just like slipped a little something into my drink, I swear to God, I'd be going, yeah, it's the best <laughs> thing ever. Fair enough, yeah. I loved it already, but you know, that would have just gone like, <laughs> like <laughs> I would have had MDMA eyes, like, you know what I mean? But there's this feeling when you have a party and like you've had all the drink, you've had all the drugs and then it gets, it gets a little bit mellow. The music gets a bit quieter and then suddenly you start having those conversations about politics and you start having conversations about things in the world and then suddenly it's a, it's a competition to see who's the smartest in the room. That's what it feels it's like. essentially our podcast. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? This is why I'm always sweating. And like, I thought it was a health thing. It's actually just my anxiety. But the idea is that we people try and sniff out the smartest one in the room. Like, I yeah. know something more than you do. It's just disguised as intellectual conversation sometimes when actually it's just one-upmanship. Yeah, sometimes, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Sometimes with tour gigs, there's a little bit of that where you go like, "Well, how much of a fan are you?" Yeah, there's a little bit so of that. Like, this, this is this is what genuinely uh, does give me anxiety about going to gigs. Yeah, because as a listener, like you could talk to me about a band that I have said is one of my favorite bands. You may not be the biggest fan of theirs. Guarantee you could sit there and spew out more information more facts about the albums about the artists you could at least name the artists by their actual names i can't do that yeah i don't retain song names i don't retain like the actual musicians names and things like that i don't sit there and think about that and so someone could turn around to me and say what do you think of this song of theirs it's fucking great isn't it i'm like please tell me the can can you can you play me the song? Because just play me the first like two seconds, and I can tell you everything that I know about that song, and right, it'll be right. a lot. But I can't do. You can't no, do that. I can't. So because it so, looks like if you did that, if you played like a few seconds just to get yourself affiliated with what people were talking about, it just it looks, looks like, like you're you making it. shit up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you look like you left that house. So, right. Okay. So I can't. I cannot do like I can't deal with that. Right. No, so if someone wants to test me about uh, a band or music or anything like that, yeah. I'm always like. Please don't do this because you will instantly. I'll give you the impression I know fuck all, and then as soon as you play the music, I will, I will trounce whatever you've got. Yeah. Because I can then instantly go, yeah, I know this. It's like a switch; it just happens. But it still just looks like I'm right. bullshitting the entire time. Well, all I'll say is that thank God the sound was good because when I was sat next to Sai, we literally uh, stood next to each other, and I think 
there were at least three songs which we thought were the songs and they weren't. <laughs> like, it was so funny. <laughs> One of them, if anyone's, if anyone happens to know Tool and listens to this, which is probably not you know, the case. There was one point where we thought, oh, they're playing right in two. No, it turns out it was The Patient on a different album. Then I was like, oh my God, they're playing Undertow. I was like, no, that, that was Opiate from like the same album. I probably got that wrong. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. But it, if there was a point where it was a quiet bit and I went, oh my God, they're playing Undertow. I reckon it would have been that bit when, you know, when a cowboy walks into a saloon bar and everyone stops. Yep. Like the barman <laughs> stops polishing the, the glass. Yeah. Like, where the fuck have you come from? Yeah. I always thought that would have happened. Um, But now otherwise, I have to say, as much as I was going into it, not really up for it. I was like, it'd be a good gig, whatever. But sound-wise, light show-wise, spectacular. Nice. And genuinely, genuinely an experience. And, I, and I'll say this, as much as like <laughs> everyone's, have you got a seat? Because that's the thing. Tool fans can be probably insufferable when they talk about Tool. They can be. Yeah. Especially if you're not into them. Like you said, you want to go who? Like just to fucking Just, just for the fun of it. Yeah, like, ride them up a bit. I, w- I, would, I would be... Like I've listened to Tool. I'm, I'm not like oh my god, they're the greatest thing ever. But I'm certainly not like now. Nah, I don't want any part of this. I yeah, no. it's, it's enjoyable. So like you get it, but it ain't you. It's yeah, not yeah. You. Which it's um, when it comes to music, I'm very open with that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I always like to give things a go at least once. Mm. But hearing about the fans, I'm like, I'd love to. I'd love to be there, but no one know that I'm there because I don't want anyone turning around to me and yeah. challenging whether I'm a fan or not. Whereas I'd love to sit there and watch the fans right. and how they are with the band. And I'd love oh, to it's, listen it's, to the band and all that. Like, yeah. That's the thing. It's an experience in itself. I went there thinking I'd be a little bit tongue in cheek. Right. Cause I, that's what I genuinely wanted to do. And I'm not that kind of person for some reason when it came to tool fans, I was like, I'm going to show that I know about tool, but also I can take the piss as well. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Like you can't say anything to me cause I know. But also, I want to, you know, rustle a few feathers. It's fun. It's fun. It's just so much fun. And um, the thing is, like I say about that that kind of uh, tall fandom, I totally get it. Like, I, I really, really do get it. But it, it, there's something... It, it's just really, really interesting. I just find it so fascinating. But I love the gig, and I thought it was great. And do you know what? As someone who's not the most obsessed fan anymore... Fucking go! I'd I'd tell anyone to go, even oh. people who are not into that music. I tell them to go because honestly, it's um, yeah, it was a really really good show. And one of the only bands I've noticed that is actually bass led, like the bassist actually does lead, and the guitarist does the what you'd expect the bass to do, sit underneath, mm-hmm. which brings an interesting dynamic to their music. I find. Um, so you're saying they're one of the only bands with a good bass player? Hi, it's a joke. That's it true. was a, it was a joke. That's true. No, there are good bass players out there. There are, but I mean, I said I said the joke, and I instantly went. Actually, that was a bit harsh on bass players. I shouldn't, shouldn't do that. Well, we know what bass players can be like. We d- yeah, we both do. Yeah, we both do. Yeah, that's what I mean. We've both been burnt. Let's be honest. <laughs> it's like Noel Gallagher said about uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Like they're they're good. They just need a bass player. <laughs> it's true, though, isn't it? He needs to shut the f up sometimes. Oh, it's more just Noel Gallagher saying it. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> he's not bad anyway. Like, they're playing Dreamland soon, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they that'd are. be good fun, probably. No, no, no. Oh, God. You know, you know, the, there's those flats that overlook Dreamland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I imagine, oh, like living in one of those or owning one of those flats. Going, I am simultaneously the luckiest and the unluckiest person in the oh, world. Definitely, because. 
you get such highs such as going to like the Gorillas Demon Days Festival. Right, yeah. That's free for you. You just sit there and watch it. That's it. And then you got Noel Gallagher. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like, I don't care no. what anyone says, like, you know, you may love Oasis, but the only time <sighs> they really hit it was sort of ninety six to two thousands. That's about yeah, it. Yeah. But the reason why is because Liam Gallagher's voice was actually quality because he did so much coke. <laughs> That's what it is. He had like when he had that tone, it was impeccable. Ned Worth gig, proper on it. When he stopped doing the Charlie as much, um, then it just got a bit there. For me, it's more like Love Oasis. Do whatever the fuck you want with that. That's absolutely fine. But please... Don't hit me with what you think is their musical merit, and actually, it's just it's just the culture they created. There's a big oh, they're difference. They're as culturally between... significant as any other band, don't well, they? I'd say more so. Yeah, especially the whole Blur versus Oasis Britpop yeah. argument. That that culturally massive, musically not so much. I think songwriting wise, they are. I can't. You can't deny it. It is though, isn't it? They have written good tracks, but well, yeah, but like but so many other bands have written. I would say they they had a bigger cultural impact than a musical impact. Yeah, but they they do know how to write songs. That's the only thing I'll say. I'm not I'm not like going. Oh my god, do don't they? Diss do it. they? Of course they do. They know Listen how to, to write a few good songs. Yeah, there's a, a few, few. There's a few. Uh, yeah, definitely. Maybe is probably the only album which is consistent. Otherwise, it's singles. Yeah, let's be fair. But those singles are good. I will say though that but um, in in the same vein, Coldplay can write good songs. Oh, don't don't do that. No, no. See, no. You're get you're getting slightly like not offended, but you're like no that he's he's being unfair because not because of the musical no, impact. No, no. I get I get the similar disciplines. I get it. I'm just saying that, that just it, they they fo- no they followed a formula. Yeah, fuck it. They followed a formula and that's it. They didn't they didn't even build that formula. They went yeah we'll take yeah, this but, and tweak it a bit. Uh, but I'll say this though that Oasis never really changed their formula. Coldplay started. No to no go a no no no. I get I get better. that. But Coldplay they changed their formula every like five years with how they do it. I t- see the weird thing with Coldplay is I think when you take it from parachutes all the way to whatever garbage they what it is now, now. Yeah. right. All it's been is just more increased call and response. <laughs> that's really <laughs> no, all it's been. No, it has been. No, they 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 they, they hit call and response really hard. And can I say why? Because remember when I said I saw Coldplay last year yeah. too? I went to the Viva La Vida tour, and I knew at that point, even as however long ago that was, when everybody exited the O2, everybody, and I mean everybody, were coming out like football fans, Fruit going, singing. Uh, yeah, no, uh, and I reckon I just just having a punt here. They probably heard that reaction afterwards, and then suddenly the next album, the next album had call and response more. Yeah. Paradise was the following yeah, yeah. album. No, no, and it's no, exactly I know. The I know. Same thing. So that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. But, but yeah, no, similar. I, I would, I, I would it. still say from a music, a music standpoint, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. both, like, they both write good songs. Mm-hmm. They've both written good songs. Um, and that they know that yeah they they are songwriters on that front, yeah. but nah they, they both have far bigger cultural impacts. Oh, definitely. And I mean, th- even and that side of things I would never take away. But that's the thing. Like when someone tries to sit me down and explain to me that Oasis are the greatest band 
to ever exist. Yeah, well. And the reasoning is, well, just listen to the music. I'm like, okay. Listen to the words. Well, just, here you go. Here's a fucking massive list of other bands that have done so much more for music and have, have actually challenged yeah. different different impacts that you can create with the music than Oasis have. Yeah, no, I get that. But then, you, yeah, let's, we're not ignoring the fact that cu- how culturally significant they are. That was the oh, one. No, 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 no. That, that's also, why I said it's two very separate things But also, there. you can almost see how very Beatles-esque their music always was. Yeah. I mean, he wore the John Lennon fucking shades during Don't Look Back in Anger. Like, just I look did at that. For uh, my third year at uni, I did a thing all about Britpop. Yeah. Um and how it was a cultural revolution in comparison to the musical revolution that it's it's seen as. Yeah. Um, and New Labour and all that. That's what it was. <laughs> it yeah, was, though. No. TFI Friday, you know, Spice Girls. The whole and thing. I sat there and played, I played Pacabell's Cannon. Do you know it? You'd recognise it if you heard it. Yeah, probably would. So it was it was written by a, a man called Pacabell many hundreds of years ago. Really? Yeah. Um, and Taco Bell. Pacabell. Okay, cool. Don't be a dick about it. Fine, Don't be a dick. There. It was a shit joke. No, it, no it was all right. Um, <laughs> so I played Packwell's Canon, and then I started singing Let It Be over the top of that. All right, yeah. Um, and then I started singing Don't Look Back in Anger over the top of that. Thus creating a lawsuit for one of those bands. <laughs> <laughs> but Is Ed Sheeran still sweating, by the way? No. Over oh, that stuff. No. Did I, did I tell you about the video he released about it? He released a video over it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to finish the Britpop one first. Okay, go, go, go. So I, I did that to explain how there are these massive musical similarities and that spans over like 400 years worth of music. Mm-hmm. Like that shows the, the small amounts of evolution that have actually happened for people saying that it's these massive leaps. But then I said, from a cultural perspective, and then leaned heavily into Blur the Oasis and the... Uh, Looking at who actually won that that battle of Beatles culture, yes, yeah yeah yeah, 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 and all that kind of crap. Um, but yeah, no, with the Ed Sheeran thing, he won his latest case. Um, I love the fact this is latest case. Oh, he's as he's, if had he's not loads. like oh, he can't be guilty because he's no. only had multiple cases. But um, no, yeah. so he decided to release a video that basically was like, "Hi, I'm going to address all you peasants that don't understand music and explain why I'm getting sued all the time and how it's wrong that I'm being sued, but it's got to be we have to understand why." And he basically went, "So there are twelve notes in music that we use, and when you it already sounds embarrassing, yeah." And he's like, "But there's only so many." certain amounts of times we can put them into a certain order. And I was like, again, the fuck are you talking? It's Check- making it worse. Yeah. Like, and anyone who has any ounce of musical understanding would just sit there and go, yeah. you're, you're just, you're talking shit. It's like, politically, David Cameron should never confess to Burton anything involving the pig. pig. Yeah. Never do it. What you do is you just ignore it. If you start going, no, I didn't put my cock in a pig's mouth, suddenly everyone goes, you put your cock in a pig's mouth. Yeah. Don't fucking put a video out like that, Ed. And yeah, fucking no. and try and well, explain no, but that's it. The, that's the thing, but he's got he's got all his fucking followers. They're like, oh yeah, we completely understand. And then you know, you know, in some school somewhere, there's going to be two fourteen-year-olds arguing, going, well, there's only twelve notes in music. He's fucking great. And fuck off. We've you don't had know a history what the fuck of fucking, about. De- fucking centuries of music we've had. Yep. And we still determined that there were twelve notes, but there's still people who make interesting shit. Yeah, 
and and Dickhead. it's it's more just <laughs> to say that there's only a certain amount of combinations you can make with those notes is bollocks. Yeah, absolute fucking. He's not bollocks. trying hard enough. No, if anything, he's not trying hard enough. He wants to wheedle himself into different genres every single time. Like I said, he's the work of the devil. He'll end <laughs> up he'll he'll wheedle into every genre and make it Ed like. That's what he'll do. I Bring d- me the horizon. When I heard when, you know that Facebook yes, advert. Yes, I know. You've yeah, gone on about it. Bring me the horizon ruined before Ed Sheeran got near them. Yeah, I know, I know. So They're about as responsible for their own that's shit the, as like, well. Ed, worry when Ed Sheeran decides that he's going to do a, a thing with Tall. <laughs> Panic. Oh, Panic about that. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't panic about him doing a co- collaboration with Bring Me the Fucking Horizon. Uh, yeah, no, I know. I know. I know. I just think it's the gateway. It's like smoking marijuana before you're a heroin addict. It's just like, you know what I mean? Like you're just, <laughs> yeah, okay. you've got a gateway drug into the genre and now you're going to start teaming up with Cannibal Corpse. Like that's <laughs> all I'm thinking. That's all I was worried about. Uh, you're right, because Bring Me the Horizon are not what they were. No. They're fucking whatever. But when he teamed, oh, if Ed teamed up with Maynard, <laughs> oh, the fury. But that's so much but that's, fury. That's, that's what he's doing. He's just, he's just doing as many collaborations as possible to try and, like you said, to get into as many it's different fan he's bases. He's bloke, and I don't trust him. not, though. Everyone loves him. No one other than his fans. There's no new people going, oh my God, you know what? Big Nasty is the godfather to <laughs> his child. Big Nasty. <sighs> He's friends with Jamie Foxx. He actually played Jamie Foxx's yeah. comedy club and everyone gave him a standing ovation. I'm oh, good for them. He's like best. He, he teamed up with Eminem. Eminem. Like. Okay, em- look at it this way. The fan base that you are predominantly aligned with. Right. Are they really going to start loving Ed Sheeran? That I'm aligned with? Yes. Think about your your kind of fan base. Hang on. Sorry, Dad, I'm going to mention this. Right? My dad... Yeah. What's his album? X or 10 or whatever the fuck it was? One of them, yeah. One of them. He bought it to give it a go. And he spent about two weeks or three weeks going... No, it's all right. He, 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 plays, he plays his instrument and he sings well and he writes his own songs. And then after three... Well, no, he doesn't. Well, 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 exactly. Well, give me two seconds. So after three weeks then, he suddenly went, oh, no, this is actually crap. But the fact that that was a gateway for people, like, just to go, I'll give this guy a chance because no, he no, plays no, stuff. No, 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 because... Wait. I'm 100% on the team of you should give everything a go. Yeah. You should. Yeah, 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 you yeah. should. You it's can't. Fair. You can't. Yeah. Well, no, but okay, musically, you can't sit there and go, "I fuck it," or "I dislike this guy or this musician," purely based on what other people have told you. Yeah, that's course. not right. right. But listening, yeah, giving it a go, yeah, and then make your decision. And I, I would just don't say, trust people. No, no, that's fine. Well, then why are you listening to? Well, no, you should. If you don't trust people, you should be the one going. Actually, yeah, go and have a listen to it, Dad. And then if he comes back and goes, "It's amazing," you go. Cool. Yeah, but we're not talking for a while. Yeah, but here's the thing: if I did that supposed experiment, there's experiments like that going on all over the country, and before you know it, there'll be a clan. And I don't. I just there don't, already is a clan. It's gonna They're get called bigger, his though. fans. No, nope, go back to my original question: your kind of fan base. Yeah. Genuinely, I don't trust do. it. <laughs> I don't trust the fan base. I don't. I don't think. I don't, don't think anybody. his fan base is going to grow into the areas that that you are thinking that they might. I don't think that will happen. 
I think he's got he's got his demographic, okay. and that's that's I might where be he's saying sticking. More about my fear than anything else. That's yes. probably what it is. However, yes. can you understand my fear? Yeah. A bit, you know. Yeah, but the dude released a fucking video saying there's only twelve notes and there's only so many combinations you can do with it. So that's why I copy other people's music. And there'll be musicians who never even listen to him who listen to him about his musician yeah. approach and go. He's got a point. And then suddenly they're a little bit into it. And then they'll go. What musician do you know that would go, he's got a point to saying that there's only 12 notes? I know a lot notes. of musicians. I can't believe they have the fucking personalities they do. 12 notes. Yeah, I know. 12. Yes, I know. Do you hear your voice echo through the snare drum there? Yeah, no, I'm just. I'm just oh, it, <laughs> wow. It fucking annoys me. Because that, oh, that's a lie. I know, but not everyone's like you, mate, either. Don't give a shit. That's what I'm saying. People aren't like me. People aren't like you, which is why I don't trust them. No, that's fine, but you shouldn't listen to a prick. Amen. (laughs) But it's going to (laughs) happen. No, but why a musician? That's that's the thing that's making me question everything. If you're legitimately saying there would be musicians that would watch that video and agree with him. But you almost say musicians as if they're a singular consciousness. There's various musicians who think completely different shit to what I do. Yes, but if and you've got you. any respect for music, how music is made, yeah, then you know it's a lie. But there are also people who don't think that who are musicians. It's true. That's then how? No, mean. how do they not know it's a lie? That's the thing that I'm not understanding. Because maybe how many musicians go? Yeah, there's only twelve notes in music. What the fuck? Yeah. That's like going, yes, I love driving in my car. It doesn't have a steering wheel. It doesn't have wheels. Actually, it's a Fucking, I don't know, a pair of shoes. Okay. No. Listen to what you're saying. Angry. And you're right. Yeah, I know you're angry. But let's just take a second. You do believe that there are musicians who would agree with that and do that, though, don't you? They're it's called terrible. sellouts. <laughs> right. So, they, so they're there. Yeah, they're already his fans. Yeah. but there's No, that's fine. We're talking about him getting new... Fans from different yeah, demographics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His fans, musicians that are his fans, yeah, go, fuck it, do it. I don't yeah. give a shit. You deserve to like him. You don't think he's going to gain any musicians even from saying anything like that? You think he's literally just said something that is so sacrilegious to that of musicians thinking that it's going to be like, no, no one's going with you, mate, on that one. Sorry. I, th- I don't think there'd be any new... Uh, like, again, from, say, your circle of fandom, any mm. musicians in that, yeah. I don't think that video would sway them. No. Yeah. I think it's just the fact that I don't trust anybody anymore. Just play that video to your dad. See if he goes, yeah, he's got a point. It may ruin your band forever, but... I'm afraid to. <laughs> yeah. I'm afraid to. No, no, no. I, yeah. No, I know what you're saying, but, you know, we we didn't believe that, you know, the government had a party during the entire lockdown during Christmas. What do you mean we didn't? We all believed it. We didn't hear about it until later. We didn't hear about it, but we all believed it happened as soon as we heard about it. No well, one... No one. Oh, sa- exactly, but we didn't know it was happening at the time. What? No. So, well, I mean, unless we all sat outside Downing Street every day, there's not much chance we would know it would happen all, at no. the time. No, I'm but just, I'm saying I don't trust anybody. No, that's fine. And I don't even trust the people who I, I don't. If all the things I absolutely love and nerd out about, I don't even trust the people around me who love that. No, oh, no, no, no. I've watched too much wrestling. It's just such a divided fucking fact. That that's. I think that's probably what it is as well. Mate, I love Star Wars. It's just. Well, it's exactly. Tops, that's the same. That's the same. Tops, right, exactly. 
Would you go to a fucking well, made a false pass? Would you have gone to one of those celebrations? Fuck no. Fuck right no. off. No way. Not. It'd be terrible. Yeah. I can say one thing that will crush him. What's that? Um. Well, I just start. Fucking love Jar Jar. I just, I, I, <laughs> yeah. I just start doing Spock. Leonard Nimoy was fucking great in episode three, right? Have you heard his song, no. Bilbo Baggins? No. I'll play it as we exit this. Okay. Shall we? Shall we? Shall we exit this? Because we're we're actually we're at one and a half hours almost. Oh god, yeah. That's I think that's. A, I, I think, think people, people don't enough. need to. You've heard enough. It's been a nice one, though. Yeah. I've actually genuinely enjoyed it. Oh, just. just you realise we did our Eurovision special last week. Yeah, we're going to have to do that. Well, we should probably at least mention the winner. So, like, but 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 obviously, but you know, I mean, because of when we're recording this, we may not know who it's going to be. So anyway, the winner. Wow, it was a it was a great contest this year, wasn't it? It was a re- really good Eurovision. Was Couldn't take my eyes off it. Right, I know. Um, especially because you were at that gig at the Queen's Head. How did that go, by the way? Fucking fantastic. That's that's good to know. Really, good. really good. Uh, I mean, you know, <laughs> rock on, year bastards. Yeah, uh, no, it's... it's. I mean, yeah. It, it was a good show. Eurovision happened. I think everyone was happy with the result. Well, here's how good it was. We played the gig, and uh, they couldn't help but play Eurovision at the same time. And that, some reason I they, mean... They turned the TV volume up against us, and we're quite a loud band. But, but look at but that. we respected it. Yeah. We and were like, well, louder. no, it is Eurovision, and, um, you know, we're here for the music, so let's turn that up and turn us down. Okay, well, do you want to play us out with this? Okay, this is uh, Bilbo Baggins by Leonard Nimoy. Walking into Star Wars Celebration Day like... anyone that's still listening after that like well done you don't diss it it's well good. done you is you write a song about Bill Babag and see how that comes out <laughs> no I wouldn't write a song about Bill Babag and he has respect <laughs> give him respect rest in peace oh shit he's dead <laughs> <laughs> 